listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 350. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the fully caffeinated and ready to go, John Brownstone. That's right. You're so caffeinated, you're on decaf now. Yes. Which is probably good for all of us. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Well, especially, I'm not sure how an overly caffeinated JB would be in a spicy scene. And we're supposed to be getting our kink on later after this recording. And if you were overly caffeinated, I'm terrified. (laughs) Well, the thing thing to think about, Uh if I was overly caffeinated now, Mm -hmm. by 1, 1 1.30, I could be crashing. That would be even worse. Right. Still, it's worse for me either way. Whether you got the jitters or you're crashing, it sucks for me. So I'm glad you It may you're, suck for you regardless. Well, that's what you're going for. But you're at the perfect level of, of caffeinated. Yeah. And we, lo- we love to see it. Uh, that's not at all what we're talking about this week. This, I, I would hope not. That'd be a short episode. Jimmy had caffeine. The end. Roll the end music. Let's go. Actually, this week, we're going to talk about different BDSM-focused headlines that I've found recently. It's something that uh, we share in weekly newsletters, and I compiled a few that gave me the thoughts and feels for (laughs) us together to discuss. Maybe you will also get the thoughts and feels over Mm. them. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Okay, buttons clicked. I'm turning the fan on to keep us cool, so that's what the hum in the background is if you folks hear it. Okay, and I'm randomly clicking buttons because I don't know how a mouse works. (laughs) Before we get into this week's episode, uh, an announcement. Uh, We have sponsored ourselves again. Just know we're going to keep doing it. I don't know why I'm acting like it's a new thing. It's no longer new. Uh, (laughs) Loving BDSM has an Etsy shop. We have had one for a while now. I've talked about it to the point that people are tired of it, but I'm here to say... Last week, added three new products, and a couple of them might be of like serious interest to some hardcore fans. We have a limited stock of the Loving BDSM logo as a soft enamel <clears throat> pin. It's a pin. It's a pin. Okay, y'all know what I mean. It's a pin. It's an enamel pin. <laughs> I can't say it. I say it Southern. Uh, also, as many of y'all know, our tagline is keep it kinky, y'all. Uh, we have a soft enamel pin with that as well on the etsy shop so um i got plenty of those so if if that's your thing and you collect pens or just want to rep the whole you know being a uh a loving bdsm fan or whatever whatever uh check us out on etsy link is in the places um i also have added a bookmark and i plan on making more um because that was kind of fun to do and they're i can get them made and have them look nice and i can even design them and that makes me feel like i'm an artist i'm not I buy commercial licenses for artwork, (laughs) but it makes me feel like I've done something. Uh, So yeah, that's available on our Etsy shop, as are our digital workbooks, as are all the other things we've talked about in the past. Um, So if that sounds like your thing, feel free to check it out. Link in the places. And if you're like, what link? I don't know. If you just search Loving BDSM on Etsy, we, we will come up. Okay, so 
let's get into uh, this week's episode. So this uh, episode is inspired by a thing we do in our newsletter. Um, we've mentioned it before. You can sign up for a newsletter, no cost, and then get in return as a thank you, a BDSM checklist we've made. It's freaking huge. Um, but in that newsletter I send out every week, I do a s- recently, I think this year I started it or maybe late last year, I can't mm-hmm. remember. Started a section at the very top called BDSM in the news. And I have a Google alert for all kinds of like BDSM terms. So I get an email when BDSM or um, DS or whatever hits a headline somewhere to see what what's happening in the world. So that's in every newsletter. I try to have at least a couple stories. I also try to not link to the ones that are um, clearly pearl clutching for clickbait or are kink shamey. Try to find as neutral of ones as I can. Uh, it's not always possible. So um, somebody, I asked about this in the newsletter one week and a couple people actually responded. I was like, what if we did this as an episode one time where we took a few of these stories, mm-hmm. gave a synopsis and then like shared what we think about them. A couple people actually responded favorably. So I was like, okay. okay. Right. So we're gonna try it. These, uh, we've got three for you today. Uh, links to the original stories that I found and then in a couple of cases, like supporting links are in the places. You know, YouTube, that's a description box. Um, podcast, that's the show notes. So if you wanna read these for yourselves, um, do your own like looking around and thinking about it for yourself, you can. Um, the one thing I'm gonna say is that <laughs> we are not doing deep dives, investigative, let me go find all the details. I want to sort of react and give thoughts on what most of us would get. We would come across a link somewhere, we would read it and we'd go, oh my gosh, what do I think about it? If you are a person who loves the whole deep dive into what the hell is going on in some like big case or some situation, uh, absolutely recommend Evie Lupine's channel. Um, She of course talks about BDSM and does BDSM 101 and like good information, but every so often she'll do these really, really big deep dives into those kind of news items, like the Mm -hmm. big ones. Um, I think she's got some videos about the Marilyn Manson thing, which I I don't watch that kind of stuff um, because those stories just sort of stress me out. So I sort of avoid them. Um, so I don't even know all the details of the Marilyn Manson thing, the Arnie Hammer thing, and then a couple others. So if that's your vibe, we've linked to Evie's channel in the places as well. Please, please go check her out just in general. Hmm. Um, so let us get into this. The first story is one of the most recent and it, I really could not stop thinking about it after Mm. I read it. And basically the topic is this person was found not guilty due to consensual BDSM. So let me go through this with you. This is a synopsis, pardon me, I'm gonna read it. So a man is found not guilty after his wife says injuries that she received were from consensual BDSM, not abuse. Jason Traver, 41, appeared before Superior Court Justice Daniel Shalley, I think, where a jury found Traver not guilty for the crime of second degree assault, serious injury with reckless behavior, a class B felony. Jennifer Traver, Jason's wife, has maintained for years that her injuries were a result of consensual BDSM sexual behaviors that are a regular part of their relationship. It all started in 2019 when their kids saw marks and bruises on her face. They went to school. They apparently told a teacher who called the authorities. At the time, according to a news story on the case, 
Jennifer refused to tell authorities what had happened to her, but Jason told authorities that a verbal argument had turned physical the night before, at which point police placed Jason Traver under arrest, according to court documents. In the initial police report, Jennifer Traver was observed as having a black eye, bruising around her throat and dried blood coming from one of her ears and on her clothing. Medical records substantiated police findings and further indicated that Jennifer had suffered a cerebral hematoma, causing minor bleeding in the brain from being punched, which Jennifer Traver later denied telling doctors while taking the stand on Monday. In 2020, so a few months after all this happened, uh, Jennifer wrote a letter to the editor of the Anchorage Press detailing what she says happened and how the district attorney's office responded to her telling her that they didn't believe her. So all of this happened in 2019. She goes public and on the record in Mm -hmm. her local newspaper about their BDSM life in 2020. By the time it gets to trial in like, 2022, 2023, mm-hmm. jury finds him not guilty. Go ahead. What are your initial thoughts? <sighs> you know, when, when you, you sent me this ahead of time. I did. For once, I did. Yeah, I didn't did. keep it from him. And, and I, I, I started reading through these this morning while I was having my coffee. Mm-hmm. And when I first started reading this story, I was like, Okay, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, for once, consensual yeah, BDSM for, got for, somebody off. For for once, you Found know, not guilty. <laughs> con- consent, consensual BDSM ha- has been treated in the courts, right, as an you know, actual defense, a, a, as an actual thing, right, right. Then I kept reading, mm-hmm. and you know, hearing about the blood and and the cerebral hemorrhaging, right, and I'm like, no. Right. No. And also that the night of the arrest, nobody was saying consensual BDSM. Right. What was said is, oh, we got into an altercation. Oopsie. My bad. That's what happened. Yeah. Yes. That part got me too. Um, You know, it it was doing good up until that part. Mm -hmm. Once it got to that part, it lost me. Um, You know. And, and the, the thing, too, if you are doing BDSM right, I mean, as we know, you've had bruises before sure. on, on your butt, mm-hmm. um, you know, other, other soft places. We have engaged in some slapping, which is something that, that you've come to like. Mm-hmm. But one thing, you know, when it comes to your face. Right. Never, ever. Oh, you got to be hit. so careful. Right. I mean, you one, yes, you have to be careful. You have to know how to do it. You have to know what you're doing because there, there are many ways you can cause injury from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no, never have left bruises no. on the face. And, and bruises I, from choking? I, you know, I guess, I, so I can conceivably see how it could happen because I can imagine somebody not playing safely, people like not taking the risks seriously, going too far, you know, being a person who bruises easily and not thinking about that in a moment. Like the part of me that can give a lot of benefit of the doubt can see that. I think the part that blows my mind is that there was not an immediate, even though I can also understand this, there was not an immediate, we were getting kinky and this was the result. And I can understand why somebody might not immediately say that, 
but also if at some point you're willing to go so far on the record that you have a letter to the editor published <coughs> under your legal name mm -hmm. with the details, then I'm like, what has changed in that time? Maybe desperation. I yeah. also think about this person, had, she had just had um, a baby, but it was not her first baby. So she even says in her letter to the editor, where did I put, did I close it? That was dumbass of me. <laughs> I opened the link and then apparently I closed it. So let me see. She said very specifically that her husband and um, they have been married for 11 years and have four children together. We engaged in consensual BDSM sex back in September. That was 2019. Mm -hmm. I had recently had an emergency C-section with our fourth baby about three weeks prior. I requested that my husband slap my face, choke and bite me along with oral sex and mutual masturbation. The slaps to the face were out of our normal pattern with the body because of the surgery. So two things there that makes sense to me that you're like, I want, I want to get kinky. Mm -hmm. I know you cannot go to this part of my body, come up to this part. And if that is outside of their usual pattern, I can understand how mistakes would be made right. that you don't know enough. But I also, I'm curious and it's none of our business and, and these folks need to get to live their life in peace. But mm -hmm. I'm curious about how you already had children. Like this was not your first rodeo and uh, didn't immediately have a plan in place for how to handle your children of whatever ages they were at the time, seeing the marks on your face. Now, yeah. I think in her letter to the editor, she even says, we were gonna talk to the kids later that day, like once they got home from school. But, and I, again, that makes, I can see it. I can see how that yeah. would happen, but also maybe it's hindsight being 2020 mm -hmm. and it's easy to have answers when you're not in the situation. I'm just like, what I what I personally would not do as a parent mm -hmm. is let my kids go out through the day without something to tell them. Right. And, and you know, here's another thing, and, and it was brought up in the live chat just recently, you know, about having bruises that are visible, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the big things, um, you know, as part of um, engaging in safe play, you know, you, you do a checklist you with somebody you play with, mm -hmm. you know, asking, are bruises okay? Right. All right. Um, you know, if they are okay, you know, does it matter where they are? When we first met, you were working in an office. Right, yeah. Okay. You could not, you know, nothing that could be visible. Nothing that can be visible was, outside of the clothes that you it. wear. Right, no. no. So. <laughs> but you know what? That was, those were the conversations we had when we met uh, 10 years ago. Right. Think about it. They were married for 11 years. They had been into kink for however long they'd been into it. Mm -hmm. Some of those conversations you just, should we have them even now? Of course we should, especially right. if we're gonna do something new. But we don't approach kink with the same, uh, like rigor. Like we do in that if it's brand new to us, you're not doing a damn thing until you've researched it. We're gonna test slowly, we're gonna whatever. But very rarely do we sit down for a very structured conversation mm -hmm. to do like a checklist or do a back and forth. We have very casual conversations and we feel like we know each other's skill level limits, whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the shorthand that happens in long-term relationships, I can conceivably see it going wrong because you think, well, I don't have to ask all the questions. That's incorrect. You definitely, you definitely do. do. 
Um, yeah. But I feel like the thing that struck me when I first read this original story, I didn't even know that the letter to the editor, like, I don't even think I saw that about that any, anywhere. Yeah. I was just like reading the initial story. Mm-hmm. The thing that first I was like, damn, somebody was able to use consensual BDSM as a defense and they were found not guilty. And the way it was kind of presented in certain parts of the article was like, that's awesome because usually what you find is, well, you can't consent to harm and and there are court cases in the US that have basically stated a consensual BDSM cannot be used as a defense, right? So it was like, it was nice to see this. And this happened in Alaska for anybody who who does, I wasn't Mm -hmm. clear about that. but then it got to the part where it's like, but this is what happened the night of, and the, hey, this was actually consensual BDSM, didn't come out from the people involved for like a few weeks or months. Like it, st- we started in 2019 with, this looks like domestic abuse, and depending on the state, and I don't know if counties or, or cities would have their own local laws, but I know mm-hmm. states have their laws that sometimes, if a, if a police officer thinks it's domestic abuse, it does not matter what the other party says. The right. other party can be like, I was not abused, I'm fine. And the police get to make their own judgment. I don't think that's not true everywhere, but I know it's true mm-hmm. in some places. So based on the information they were being presented, that they're on the record as saying that they did not tell them that it was BDSM. The right. night of, that's where and I went, wait, why yeah. are we waiting all this time to huh. go, hey, by the and, way, this and is see, BDSM. And that, see, that spun me back. You know, that gave me... a popped up a little bit of flag in the beginning when I started reading it mm-hmm. but and and it kind of goes back to a, a workshop I took many years ago and it was actually presented by a a paramedic who was in lifestyle mm-hmm. and one of the one of the things that he kind of pressed in in his in the workshop was that if something goes wrong and and the police EMT are called. You know, one first thing they're going to do is separate right. both parties because that's you know what they have to do. Um, said tell the truth. Yeah, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, we were engaging in this type of play and it went wrong. As long as both stories match. Right. And there's no, like, you know. Depending on if there's anything specific that the police know about that, oh, it doesn't matter if it's BDSM or whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. But at least be upfront and honest about what happened. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, it could be a whole lot worse. And I feel like this, This. if if it is factual that that was BDSM play gone, Mm -hmm. gone kind of (laughs) wrong, then I think this is a case, that's case in point of this happening. The, obviously, we cannot possibly know what really went on this is all um um speculation conjecture yeah yeah absolutely i can again sometimes i wish i saw more things in stark contrast but i just see the nuance i can absolutely see where people who are so private about their kink life like maybe they're afraid of their family finding out maybe they're afraid like losing a job whatever Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. who keep quiet about it until they think they have no other option and i can conceivably see somebody going we'll let this blow over you're you know as the person who's showing the bruises going i wasn't abused this is this it's fine this is yeah this i I asked for this in some way or whatever was said i could you know and until that it makes it's clear that that's not gonna help or work right 
I could see somebody going, you know what? I, the choices between losing my privacy and anonymity or protecting my partner who didn't do anything wrong in my mind. Yeah. I, I mean, that's it's a bold move. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, if this was about being, if this was about maintaining anonymity and staying private and not having anybody know, to do the letter to the editor, which is still searchable and findable today, because that's yeah. how I found it through a okay. Google search. That's a bold move because she's putting her name on, we are in a consensual BDSM relationship. And I right. can't help but wonder, like I wish there were more stories. I didn't, like I said, I did not do a deep dive investigative kind of thing. I did a quick search just to see what I could find. I wish I kind of knew more about what the jury was told and what they heard, because I'm wondering if it was the pure boldness mm-hmm. of being so open and saying, look, I'm standing here under oath. I'm standing here to the public, to the masses saying, I do BDSM and this was consensual. Yeah. If that didn't have some sway, that's powerful. A lot um, of people yeah. wouldn't do that. I know. And and they wouldn't, but I, I still have serious questions when it comes to the fact that he had bruising from being choked, had had a a, a brain hemorrhage. I know. Y- you know that's, that is that is some that's some serious and and for it to be an obvious enough and look, look bad enough in some way that the kids went to school and said something right. to somebody. And a black eye and all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like what? What? And you know what? I don't. Everybody's different. And I don't know enough about post surgery things, but my very limited understanding is you know, post-surgery, depending on medications you're on, depending on um, your recovery. I I mean, again, I go benefit the doubt. What if they thought they were just doing play that went bad and because she was so close to to post-op and recovery that her body responded differently than normal. I personally, as a parent, would not have allowed my children to leave that day until I'd had some kind of age-appropriate conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I know mom looks bad right now. I just want you to know that I'm okay. Nothing bad happened. Um, Do you have questions? We can talk about this when you get home. You know, yeah, I do understand that panic, though, of not knowing what to say to a kid. That moment mm-hmm. on every topic ever is yeah. very real. So I can mm-hmm. I just again, the initial story when I saw that gap between. But see, when they admitted it was BDSM gave me pause. But then that letter like but oh. see, even even that, though, that gives me a little pause on on this mm-hmm. because it's not like. I'm, I mean, we we have kids. All right. Um, you know, we got together. Boys were fairly young. And we did not engage in things that were blatant to them. One, mm-hmm. they are were not and, and technically still are not right. of mm-hmm. age of consent. It to be even need to be around it. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. And so so that to me right there. Right. Is, is something as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have kids, you know, if, if you want to play rough like that, have have a family member watch your kids and go off and, and play. Playing that play rough and, three weeks post C-section. Well, there's that too, yes. I, yes. I mean, I everybody's different and needs are different and desires and how that comes upon you and when you start feeling it. But I just... I, is that what mm-hmm. she really wanted or did she have a partner who yeah. made her feel like that's what needed to be? And then, mm-hmm. then mistakes are the, I don't know, but th- to go to that full throated defense yeah, that I just, I don't know. We yeah. will, we will not know. Yeah. And I'm it, 
it's just and I, fascinating. And I mean, that, yeah, there, that, that's the other thing, too. You know, there, there's the fact of, of her having just had, had a baby, you know, and that, and that always goes back to the things we talk about. When you play, you know, you need to take your partner's health into consideration at the time that you're playing. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, you, you do a check-in, you know, how are you feeling? You know, have mm-hmm. you taken your meds? You know, do you take meds? You know, right. what, have, you know, what have you taken? What, you know, did you take anything that could be impacted by what right. we're about to do? What, what, you know, where are you at emotionally? These are things you need to know before you play, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, and, tr- and uh, pe- people in long-term relationships, especially marriages, will forget that because the shorthand true. is strong. True. You forget true. to do the serious, in-depth, not yeah. everybody does, obviously, mm-hmm. but it is easy to forget to go through kind of that kind of checklist that you would with a brand new partner or somebody you don't play with frequently or somebody you don't see frequently or somebody where you've got every, nearly every interaction still has that structure to it. I I can I can see where I, I can speculate all day long about how he probably maybe didn't do things that were quite right. Um, yeah. I certainly have questions about the length of time from the time of the arrest, the police were called in the arrest to when somebody finally went, wait, this was kinky mm-hmm. and this was consensual. The, the part where I land on it, something went wrong somewhere, clearly, uh, just the, the state of the injuries documented. Right. But what I go back to is not just a full-throated defense of a partner, which people who are victims of abuse will will can still do like out of fear oh, yeah. out of whatever like all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons but a full-throated open defense of this relationship and bdsm where you literally remove any privacy and anonymity you have for that right that i mean i that is powerful mm-hmm. because you know if it was about defense of the husband just in general and but still wanting to maintain your privacy on your mm-hmm. personal life you could defend it, it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't yeah. abuse. It was, it was whatever. With I just that I, I, know. I don't know. I got, and, I got questions, and I'm fascinated. And you know, I, I, I'm sitting here and, and I'm thinking about what you said. You know, about long-term couples, and I have a little bit of a hard time with that. I do because that would be like me two years ago when you had your surgery. Sure. Three weeks after your surgery, saying, "Come on, we are going to play." And I, I am not holding back. The person who ended up being accused of a crime was a great example of dominance. <laughs> I'm not making that. I don't have enough information to make that claim. I'm not saying that the choice wasn't maybe reckless and dangerous just in general. And what we will never know is who came up with that idea for real and who pushed for it and mm-hmm. like what were all of the nuances of that relationship, right? Yeah. And how are things maybe not great and weren't great or went wrong or somebody was selfish? Like I, I can speculate all day long and I can certainly weave a story where not all men, but that damn man, yeah. but I'm not gonna do that because I don't have that information. Um, but I also know that the reason you and I I know, I don't know about anybody else's situation, but the reason you and I are super thoughtful about it is because this is what we do for a living. We are conscious every moment of our relationship that we are trying to live a certain way. And Mm -hmm. because we, it's it's a benefit and a curse when you talk about this, the lifestyle or anything professionally, 
you get better at it because you have to think about it more than probably the average person, but you're also extremely aware of where you're <laughs> yeah, fucking up. True. And the average person who's just living their life and is not thinking about it to this depth every day can easily just forget all the basics, especially once you're in an established relationship long, long term. Because I've just had the conversations with people, too many people who think they don't have to negotiate anymore. They've been doing this 10 years. Well, no, the negotiation <laughs> is constant and ongoing. It just takes a different form. Yeah. People will think, well, I know how we play and all this. So this new thing <laughs> won't be that different now. More responsible kinksters don't necessarily think that way, but also, you know, we don't know the type of people they were. We don't know anything about that. Yeah. And if one or both were less than great people, all kinds of all kinds of things can probably be safely assumed. Yeah. We don't know that. Okay. So, yeah, I'm giving side eye to all of it. Yeah. All of it. I mean, the and think about it. The initial thing was, wow, consensual BDSM yeah. was successfully used as a defense. But then you dig and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, which is was ironic yeah. because typically what it is is consensual BDSM doesn't work as a defense. And when you dig into it, you're like, fuck, this was consensual BDSM. This sucks that it couldn't be, you know, be yeah. a good defense. So uh, the irony is not lost to me. But do you see what I mean when I say some of these stories give me thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to move to something <laughs> a little more lighthearted, okay? Actually, the next two are, are things that divide the internet. <laughs> so here we go. Let's divide our internet while no, we're yeah. here. Okay. So the next one is, and UK folks will know of this person probably more. I, I don't even know if I'm going to be accurate when I describe this person. I pulled it from the stories. But basically what the... The question from this story is, was this person kink shaming the act of choking? Okay, mm. because it apparently uh, lit up the internet for about 30 seconds, um, especially <laughs> in the UK, right? So this is from a UK story about an ITV, which is a channel station, I don't know what they call it, mm -hmm. presenter. Um, she's a talk show host and apparently a radio host as well, named Lorraine Kelly, age 63. Now to me, age don't matter, but everybody who's, I've came across this story, all wanted to point out that she's, basically what they're saying is she's an old, okay? <laughs> but 63 ain't that far from JB's 61 and a half, so whatever. Anyway. She says she's open-minded about a lot of things, but quote, draws the line at people choking each other. So this comes from, she was asked about an article that had been in one of the papers or whatever that discussed how porn is affecting the sex lives of Generation Z. And that's been a huge hot topic around the internet in mm -hmm. my circles for, for, for a while, while. Yeah. okay? I mean, because this is the generation that's had access to the internet basically almost from birth day one yeah right and so they're going to be impacted differently and the article that article stated that 58 percent of women in the u.s had experienced being choked during sex in the uk um, there had been another study done that two million women under 40 have reported unwanted choking during mm. sex so choking as a air quote this real big common standard thing of sex the correlation has been it's porn is the big problem for that. And it's really like an edge play form of kink where 
people can get really hurt. Yeah. But it's kind of the idea has been mainstreamed. And we've had conversations about that before, sort of. And I know Evie has, where it's like, what the fuck is going on where shorthand for I'm kinky is choke me, baby. And it's yeah. like, what are we doing? Right. So we've kind of had those conversations. So that's the the context for where her comments came from. She'd been reading these reports, she'd seen this information, whatever. So she revealed that she and her husband, Steve, had read this article um, and her husband went, what the hell is going on? And then she says, we were absolutely, there's, she, she goes, there's not many things. And she began baffled before explaining, because we tend to be pretty broad-minded. And he was like, what the hell is this? And I said, I have absolutely no idea. The couple discussed the article together and were left shocked, wondering, is that what the young people are doing out there? I mean, I was really shocked by that. She added that on top of everything else. She was worried about the safety of young women, admitting, I don't know the rules and it is a worry, you know, it's scary. I don't wanna see women in that environment. I just don't, I don't think it's right. So then I, what I came across was a response Mm. to this article who was scathing in their criticism, calling this person, Lorraine Kelly, out for kink shaming choking okay based on the comments that i could access there may be more context that i haven't found right um so i I will admit that that could be it um so based on the what the hell is going on knowing those stats that Mm -hmm. she was reading knowing about the mainstreaming is choking as air quote common it's not it shouldn't be what the fuck are we doing um and that people are experiencing unwanted choking in sexual encounters that are not inherently kinky. They've not negotiated. They don't think they're doing mm-hmm. anything kinky. And here they are getting choked. This is the reaction. I need to know, John Brownstone, based on this information, do you think they were being kink shamey? Based on what I have read here, um, I would have to. I, I would have to say no. As no, as I think I that's mean, what, a rational reaction, quite yeah, frankly. Um, what, I, I'm, I'm not taking any of it as as shaming. No. What I am seeing is... Um, no, I'm not going to use that word. That That's too strong. But a, a, a lack of knowledge. Oh, God, yeah. And if... if a, a lack of knowledge about what it is and what it should be. If what if all you seem to know about sex is from what you've seen in porn, because too many of every yeah. generation, certainly, mm-hmm. but cl- mm-hmm. including the current, do not have access to quality sex ed, and you're getting your sex ed, which you should not, from porn, um, <laughs> and you think that's just what you're supposed to do during sex now, yeah. because you've you've gone down a a road of thinking Mm -hmm. porn is teaching you something and and not understanding or not using it as the fantasy that it's meant to be. Exactly. No different than reading erotica. And then you're showing up into sexual encounters and without conversation, without planning, without knowing the risks. Mm -hmm. And in some too many cases without consent, Mm -hmm. choking somebody because you think that's what's supposed to happen. That is alarming. I, I think blowing this up to the, to the point of saying that it's kink shaming is really hiding the underlying issue of what is there with this as far as um you know yes too many people especially young people because they have no understanding that porn is not real right please don't okay? use this as a how-to you know, it does not um, work out well yeah, don't don't use it you know if, if you're going to engage in something there needs to be consent not just you know 
during the heat of the moment start choking somebody you know right uh not good and you know if if you are going to engage in something like that learn how to do it correctly right so you don't hurt somebody and just sort of understand that it comes under the umbrella of bdsm and for Mm -hmm. many not all i understand not all but for many people it's considered a form of edge plate my opinion is it should be because the even there are ways to play where you don't do this but you're simulating or actually taking away somebody's breath serious Mm -hmm. harm can occur right even when you're being as safe as you know how to be and you've mitigated as many risks and all of it real harm can occur um i i feel like if the quotes i had read based on the context that i saw had been like anybody into choking as an awful human being that's kink shame right to express alarm that what you're reading is a lot of the younger generation are and i'm gonna air quote this because we i don't know what this means i think this means different things into choking or that it's air quote common, but then you also read how many people are reporting non-consensual unwanted experiences of that. That's a valid fucking conversation to have. I'm personally, I'm gonna do pushback if you go, well, anybody's into choking is awful and they're all, you know, dangerous and they should never do it. That's kink Mm -hmm. shame because yes, there's a valid conversation to be had about it is one of a million elements of BDSM. There is a way to engage in it um, that is risky, but that acknowledges the risks and it tries to mitigate the harm and like be safe with it. There are even ways to play with it where you don't actually remove anybody's breath and you just simulate it and all of these things. But from what I could tell, uh, that ain't what we were talking about. Mm -mm. And while I think... (laughs) I think that we do need more conversations in the mainstream about how, wait, there are these kinks and they are legit and there are ways to engage that, you know, people like go to great lengths to try to do it as safely as possible. And it is an element. I think that's fine. I think the person I came across that sort of wrote this defense, it made sense. But the part that struck me personally was the argument that they were making about the kink shaming did not feel like it was in alignment with what had actually been said. Yes, older people, okay, read an article that talked about unwanted choking amongst other parts of choking. I think the article was more like, that was one element and they were talking about choking as a phenomenon and went, what the fuck? I I think many people would go, what the fuck? I don't think, Asking that inherent question of what the hell is going on here is inherently kink shaming. No. And if you know that it's happening unwanted too often, mm-hmm. I think you get to be concerned there, about that. There's a deeper issue here. Yeah. Right. So. <sighs> <laughs> Take a breath. I know. Like, I, I sometimes I feel very, I start to feel my age. Um, in general and like my internet age, meaning like I'm, I just feel old on the internet sometimes because I will see people just going at it about how something was very kink shamey and I'll go read Mm -hmm. it and I'm like, like, look, I can squint my eyes, cock my head and like grimace and go, yeah, I guess that's kink shamey. It's, eh." but sometimes it's a genuine, like, Here's the thing. I do not expect non-kinksters to approach kink topics um, 
I don't expect them to do it thoughtfully. When they do, yeah. that's a pleasant surprise. I don't expect them to approach something with any amount of knowledge of kink and to ask yeah. the questions that we as kinksters ought to be asking. I kind of expect the non-kinksters of the world to look at elements of kink and go, what the fuck? I personally do not think of that as inherently kink shaming. Yeah. Now, when they're what the fuck, what is wrong with you, what is wrong with people, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's a little kink shaming, but yeah. I, why are we surprised if non-kinksters are a little freaked out yeah. by kink? I mean, here's here's the thing too, and and this this shocked me because today's kids, like you said, pretty much when they 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 were born into the digital age. Mm-hmm. Okay, they they don't know anything. They they don't know life without it. Right. So, I, I have, have talked to and, and heard from a great number of young folks who, because of that, already started gaining a knowledge of BDSM before they were even of, of legal age oh, yeah. to engage. Sure. And, well, you know, I kind of, you know, okay. We you can't know, condone we, it, we, but we, we know what happens. We can't condone it, but we know what happens. Right. They come into the lifestyle at at legal age, and they have at least an understanding mm-hmm. of of what is right and what is wrong. Right. So, it it kind of throws me a little bit too to 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 read something like this that you know this is happening unwanted. There's always going to be that margin of people. Right. You know, but the information is out there mm-hmm. on on things like this. Yeah, but you have know that the information's out there you have to know what to call it to go looking for it you have to give two shits to go looking for it like there's so much information on every single topic that nobody could possibly live their life and every time they come across something they don't understand take the time to google every fucking thing and do a deep dive Mm -hmm. so while i wish that the idea of bdsm and when it's consensual and risk mitigation and assessment and safety precautions yeah. and the the things that are important in the lifestyle that make it a at least minimum a decent experience yeah. for people who engage in it. I wish that was more mainstream. I wish that was more understood. I wish that was more of a, a second nature. Like mm-hmm. I'm hearing about BDSM and no, I don't get it. But yeah. I I at a higher level at an, a bystanders level, I know a couple of good things. That's I not mean, the world we live in yeah, right now. I know. I, I mean, is this a, 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 you know, they say what is old is new again. A um, number of years ago, there there was a whole thing about um, asphyxiation enhancing orgasms. Right, yeah. And, and people were dying right. from it. You know, so is, is that this coming back around again? Probably. Everything <laughs> that's old is new yeah. again. Right. I don't know. I... I didn't. I didn't take the comments that I came across mm-hmm. as kink shamey. I they made sense to me, n- assuming that person doesn't know anything about kink. Quite frankly, sure. I would. I would like the non kinksters of the world not to kink shame, but I. Mm-hmm. I don't. I want to be careful. How I say this. I don't accept kink shaming. I. I don't. Oh, I wish it didn't happen, but it is more understandable to me from an Excuse outsider's me. perspective perspective where kink shaming really pisses me off is when it's coming from within the community like y'all you are already into something that non-kinksters would think you're fucked in the head for so why are you gonna point the finger at somebody within your own fucking Mm -hmm. community who's doing something you don't understand like fuck that shit 
cut that yeah. out right that uh, that pisses me off because it's it's hip, um hypocritical like you're you are within the community and people will judge you for mm-hmm. what you're doing stop fucking judging others but from outside from people who from what we know are not into kink at all don't know anything about it sure i'd like them to say things differently and maybe come across yeah. as less judgmental but what the fuck do we expect? It would be nice if non-kinksters, yeah. and there are, I don't want to, I know we have non-kinksters who listen to our show, watch us on YouTube, like our content. They're not even into kink, but we haven't scared them away yet. Hi, I see you. <laughs> do I wish there were more non-kinksters like that? Yes. Do yeah. I think access to high quality sex ed, age appropriate, you know, kind of sex ed could help mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. Yeah. But in the world we live in, in the reality we're living yeah. in, I'm gonna be a lot less pissy about a non-kinkster yeah. appearing shamey than I am anyone mm. else. Because I expect I mean, they're, 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 uh, I can't, words, words. <laughs> um, there, there are places out there for young people. What was that site? Scarletine. Scarletine. Mm-hmm, you like know, them. for for young people to. I think even Planned Parenthood had some, I mean, they have like general sex information. I think mm-hmm. they might even have like sex ed. I mean, I think they might have a, a little, like a little bit on kink as well. I'm not hundred percent sure. Scarletine does. Planned yeah. Parenthood had some sex ed. There are sex educators mm-hmm. out there on right. the internet trying to bring this information yeah. forward for people. The right. information is there. The access to it, especially if it's not sanctioned by a school or a government. And so it's just stuff on the internet that kids may or may not find. Somebody pointed out in the the live chat, you know, information's out there, but is it correct? There's a lot of bad information online as well. Parading around and masking is good information. And if you don't know any fucking better, you think that's what it is, right? Like there's, Mm -hmm. that's like- mean everything on the internet's not true? I mean, that's what Abraham Lincoln said. So I'm gonna, my final verdict is I did not take this as kink shamey. Uh, based on the context, I didn't. I did. I didn't have the same reaction because I was aware of the choking kind of issues. Yeah. But also, I I would have had the same a similar reaction. Mm-hmm. Mine would have been more nuanced because I have context because I'm in the yeah. lifestyle because because of all the things that this other person is not. Okay, so here's, right. we're gonna go to another one where the internet had opinions. Uh-oh. And I, who would never link to a site like TMZ, did link because they had screenshots of tweets to show what the internet thought about this. And this <laughs> one, this one in my mind is the opposite of the previous one, mm. okay? So there's a show called Obsession on Netflix it's, okay. Sometimes I see it called an erotic thriller, and sometimes I actually see it labeled a BDSM Is it a movie thriller. Or it's a, a series. series. It's okay. a series. And there's a scene uh, that apparently set the non kinky world ablaze. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody, I don't, I don't think the scene I'm about to describe is an actual true spoiler. But if you are a person who's like, I don't want any information about a show before I watch it, skip mm-hmm. this one. This is our final one um, because it is apparently, I think, episode two of the first season and there's a specific scene and the internet lost its shit over it. So let's talk about it. Okay, so Obsession is an erotic thriller. Like I said, I've seen it labeled a BDSM thriller and it's an adaptation of a book called Damage by Josephine Mm -hmm. Hart. A quick synopsis, and this is incomplete, but it's a real quick one, is that a man named William falls in love with his soon-to-be daughter-in-law. So his son's fiance, Mm -hmm. Anna, Anna, I don't know 
who's trying to keep, she she's into William. She's trying to keep the relationship with her fiance. Uh, and, and then the synopsis goes, but the truth always comes to light and someone is going to be hurt. Um, and his obsession is a sexual kinky obsession. Okay. So the part that made the internet like freak out is a specific scene in which um, I guess Anna and her fiance were like on vacation somewhere and William had followed them to the destination and she leaves her hotel room or checks out of her hotel room. I've seen two different explanations and William manages to get a key to her room before it's cleaned up, okay? Finds her unmade bed, sheets, pillow, even like a tissue with her lipstick on it and uh, enjoys the smell of, of her on the bed sheets, the pillow. Apparently the scene is driven around the pillow primarily and he masturbates. I think he like masturbates on the pillow to the pillow, but basically he's turned on by the fact that she was there. He's sniffing her sheets and her, where she, her body was and he jacks off, okay? And apparently this horrified the internet. They called it nasty. They called it cringe. Um, Someone compared it to that scene in American Pie. If you are not familiar, there is uh, masturbation into a literal apple pie. Um, They compared it to that, but said what made this scene in Obsession so bad is that it was so earnest. Mm. Like it it wasn't trying to be stupid. It was like, in, in terms of the character's heartfelt. And so the reason I say this one is the opposite of that last one, because all of those reactions, I linked to two different places where there were, they were showing tweets where people were freaking out. That was kink shaming. That was kink shaming to the hilt because to smell somebody's stuff, sheets or whatever is a actual kink to get off on the smell of mm-hmm. somebody that you like. Now we have not watched the show and it kind of now makes me want to watch the show. Yeah. Um, Cause I want to have a more informed opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the first article I read about this scene and how the internet was freaking out was a site I kind of like, they uh, are called Hype Bay. And they actually said, we're not trying to kink shame, but what the fuck was that about? And all I could go was you, you are kink, sh- you're not meaning to, like you're being nicer about it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not being overly judgmental, but, yeah, that that's a thing that, and that's not even. I mean, I guess you can label it kinky, but it's not necessarily kinky. You can, yeah, you can literally sniff your partner's sheets and be like, "Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. them," and want to jack off. Like, if you want to label that kinky, I, uh, that's fine. I wouldn't automatically label it kinky, but also, I could. Now, here's the thing: let's pretend these people are real mm-hmm. and they don't have this obsession with one another and trying to maintain this relationship. And apparently, there's a whole bunch of kinky shit in this show. It really does make me want to watch it. Okay. Um, when the kids are nowhere near to here. Yeah, right. Uh, but if we were talking about a real life situation where a real life person does not know that this guy is obsessed with her and he comes in and does that, I'm gonna go, that's fucking creepy mm-hmm. because you're, are you stalking her? Like what is happening? Right. And I think in the show, it can kind of be said that he's stalking her, but they end up obsessed with one another. They end up wanting to be together. Yeah. So, and, yeah. it's, and I don't know how soon into the series. So given the context of the show, I'm like, what? It's not cringe. It's not nasty. It's not your thing. That's okay. Well, but what? I I do find it a little cringy. Okay. Okay. And 
I, I think for the most part, if it was just William and Anna, mm-hmm. I, 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 in, in a way, I wouldn't think twice about the behavior. Right. Okay. But the fact that it's his son. The, the whole f- situation's fucked. It's yeah. so fucked up. I mean, that, that to me is some weird I mean, shit. The thing is, is the situation <laughs> is fucked up because, yes, he is enamored with and having an affair with his literal future daughter-in-law. And his son, her fiance, has a, no fucking clue, at, at least at some point. I'm wondering. I'm sure he finds out. He's got to at some point. Doesn't that usually happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is people who are known to either be in a relationship or kind of obsessed with one another or who will be. That's like the trajectory of the story. Yeah. And is it questionable I mean, behavior? Sure. But yeah. but it's not the the sniff the sheets, hump the pillow is not the questionable behavior. Mm-hmm. It's the I followed you on vacation and I somehow managed I don't know how to get a key to a room mm-hmm. I did not I was not supposed to have access to. Well, That's the questionable behavior. If if I remember correctly, he actually went to her before they left the hotel and asked her for the key. Did you read this book or did you watch no, the show? Neither. Oh, but he I, went into the. I I I because I, I gave you the I'm, information. I'm pretty sure that's what I read, and and I may be wrong, but I saw some yeah. varying accounts. I couldn't keep up. So, you know. Um, is it kind of cringy? Yeah, to a certain extent. Is it literally and, the and nastiest yet, thing you've ever come across? I can't imagine. No, I don't think so. You know what it like it makes me think of? And 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 oh my gosh, I I devoured those books back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cannot remember the title, but I remember the author, V.C. Andrews. Oh, Flowers in the Flowers Attic. Flowers in the Attic. That Thank was you. some. I was allowed to read it at like age ten when I knew nothing and had mm-hmm. no context and was obsessed with right. all of them. I, yeah. I think they would not hold up upon. They shouldn't have held up then, but I didn't have context. I should not have been allowed to read those books. My parents had no fucking clue what was in them. (laughs) Uh -uh. But I mean, you know, it's different, but yet it kind of strikes me in in the same vein type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, there there were people, I I, I could imagine if, if Flowers in the Attic was just being published today. Well, I think it was made into a sh- recently a series, or it was going to be made. Really? I think so. I'd have to double check. You know that. what? What that would do to the internet? Oh my now. god! It could not. You know, they would have to make some serious changes I, to how I, it's presented. I mean, you know, it 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 was a it was a crazy crazy yeah. ass ride reading yeah. those books, and there was a whole series. This and I was obsessed. You know, that, with that, it. that followed these kids through. Part of me wants to reread it to figure out. What what the hell was I actually reading? Because yeah. my memory is mm-hmm. of, of is is spotty with it. I remember how it yeah. made me feel. I remembered how into it I was, but I remember there being parts where I did not quite understand what was happening, and then there being parts where it was clear. And we're talking about flowers in the attic series now. It was clear that to adults in the story and or things I might have heard like mm-hmm. from 
other adults in my life who maybe read them that bad things were happening, but in the places where bad things were happening, my little kid brain and literally from like ages 10 to 12, I read so fucking many of these books yeah. and then started owning them when I was like 13. Anyway, cause I had money then and could like buy them. Um, yeah. I did not see what was so wrong with them. So part of me wants <laughs> to go. <laughs> Mm. I know now yeah. with the context of what I understand in the books. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now I kind of want to go back and reread them. So, I mean, do do I find it a bit cringy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not knowing the whole context of, of the story of the book, I you know, it's hard to say. The reason this but, one, this one came, gave me thoughts and feels, especially because it was a little bit in this one. I didn't, I don't think I had it to compare yeah. to the Excuse the me. lady in the UK being uh, horrified by the amount, sheer amount of choking that occurs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that one to compare it to, but I did in the original link I posted, because like I said, I'll come across a story and it'll be so kink shamey and kind of make me feel gross that I refuse to link to it. So I try to go find something kind of neutral. And this was the most neutral I could find. And it was, it's a source I've linked to before. I, you know, I, I'm like, okay, they're mostly okay. But even though we're not kink shaming here and then the but was sort of like implied or maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't written. And I was like, this is definitely kink shaming. Like, because the critique was not what the fuck he's stalking her. What the fuck he's, he wants to fuck his future daughter. And all. That was never the critique. The yeah. critique was solely on what do you mean you sniff sheets and jack off? Well, there are people who do that. There are people who would not call themselves kinky who do that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was the part you had a problem with internet. <laughs> not the grown ass man wanting to or actually fucking future daughter-in-law. Yeah. Now the scenes and the trailer and the little bits, I, the clips I've seen, and it's hard, you know, when they give you a clip, they always give you, they try and give you like their best or their most. So sometimes that's the best part. And then the rest of a thing is crap. But in those clips I've seen the intensity, the longing, the, the, we know this is wrong, but we can't help. Mm-hmm. That feels very intense. Like I'm drawn in okay. when I watch those All clips. Right. So, but yeah. I mean, may, maybe it's something we need to watch and kind of, you know, see for ourselves what, Absolutely. There, I'm. Oh, I did not include it in this one. This was our last one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But apparently, the BBC has an adaptation of uh, Great Expectations, mm. Charles Dickens' Great Expectations, yeah. and there's a BDSM, either just a scene or like a an element, mm-hmm. and people are pissed. Really? <laughs> I'm like, well, now I kind of want to fucking watch it. Really? Um, <laughs> you know, I I think I I used to be a big fan of um, CSI. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially in the early days when Grissom was on the show. Mm-hmm. And they are one of the first shows that I can remember at that time that they did an episode centered around BDSM on mainstream tele- network television mm-hmm. at that time. And I was kind of impressed. They did, from from what I remember after all, it's been a few years now, 
But um, they did a pretty decent job of presenting it. Mm -hmm. I was kind of impressed. So, you know. Media is capable of showing BDSM in a non-judgmental, like, Mm -hmm. well well done way yeah but i have a feeling that the only way it happens is there's probably a kinkster in the writer's room and right now nobody's in a nobody's writer's in the room because right they're all right on yeah, I know, right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think that's kind of what it takes i've i've seen a couple of like glad people. you're not on strike you had to put together the show notes i know right <laughs> um, <laughs> and i have seen people from time to time mention shows that they've watched or movies that they've watched where somebody being into a specific kink or kink in general or BDSM was handled in a way where it wasn't made a big deal. It was explained by the character Mm -hmm. neutrally enough and well enough that you went, okay. And it wasn't, it didn't, it, it was not the reason that the people were villains. It was not the dark, scary thing that occurs. It was not, you know, it wasn't demonized, right? Or, or the other way where it's maybe it's maybe not demonized, but it's portrayed so awfully. You're like, oh God, please, non yeah. non kinky people, don't think this is what it's like. It's not really supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it can occur. It's just still too rare. Yeah. And the art, like, okay, I think I'm not. I never could. I could not finish reading. I never even started because I tried to read a couple paragraphs of Fifty Shades and couldn't get through one page. So I never read them. I did not watch the movies. I'm not. So when I watched the movie trailers for the Fifty Shades movies, I got Mm -hmm. that secondhand embarrassment and I will avoid that feeling at all costs. So I was not interested. I know, and we've said this before, I know established long-term kinksters who fucking love that shit. And I know Mm -hmm. new-ish, like air quote that, kinksters who figured out they were kinky because of of that series. So I'm not dogging it, but you know, it is a common example used of how it's portrayed badly, written badly, whatever. Secretary, my personal favorite of the BDSM movies that tend to be on lists is dark. And it's not, that's not a BDSM relationship that's structured with any best practices in mind. And it's, you know, a criticism I see is that, you know, these two people were damaged and that that's what made them kinky and that pisses me off, blah, blah, blah. And that is probably a fair, you know, critique of the movie. I fucking loved it. I've said it before. First time I watched it, I didn't know I was watching anything kinky. I just knew I was really drawn to it. And then the second time I knew what I was looking at and I was really, really drawn to it. What I would say though, outside of billionaires and their secretaries Mm -hmm. or billionaires and their ingenues and their whatever and that part, the awkward, bad, not always having full conversations, the using kink as therapy instead of letting it be therapeutic. It's not what we, we want BDSM to be. It's not best practices. It's not risk aware. It's not any of that, but I'll tell you, that people do have those experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't want all of the, I wish those experiences could be portrayed with context so that it's like, yes, this people do get to this kinky point in their life yeah. this way, but there are healthier ways. There are air quote, the word safer, safer ways. There are maybe better ways to get there, but you know, and that's also a separate and, and valid critique. And it's one I, I agree with that. But when people get pissed that secretary's not realistic, well, <sighs> nothing with, you know, 
some boss and their secretary usually is. So I hope we weren't watching these thinking that it was supposed to be a documentary. Like, I don't know. I think part of the problem is, is there's so few kink portrayals in media that when we get one, we're like, fuck, that's imperfect. And then we have to pick it apart because we're like, but but we know it could be better. Um, uh, JB, if for podcast listeners, JB has left the, not just the microphone, but the building because Lola's losing her shit in the backyard. Um, I don't know. I um, I wish we had better media representation. I wish that um, BDSM in age appropriate ways and in, in places where it makes sense could be talked about in ways that aren't shamey, demonizing, making it the bad thing you know, people talking about how they've got the ick, like, okay, there are a lot of things that give me, give me the fucking ick, but I also know that people are, it doesn't for other people that they get to talk about that shit. But like, I don't know. I would like a BDSM media representation utopia <laughs> that we just don't fucking live in. Um, so Lola, are you done causing trouble out there in the backyard? Don't stir up the neighbors. Don't. We do, and we want them to like us. So, um, <laughs> those are our rambles of a few headlines. Um, these are three from the past, I think, month, and each newsletter had more than just one of these. Like it was usually mm-hmm. two, three, even four. Um, some some weeks are lighter than others, but I always try and find at least two if I can. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's lots more stuff out there. Um, there was one that part of me kind of wants to, I'm not the type to want to do a deep dive, investigate all the things. Cause my, my brain gets very overwhelmed thinking about it, mm-hmm. but there was one article that was about erotic hypnosis and, mm. um, some shady shit going on and how it fucked over some people's lives because the practitioner was less than bad, bad news. Um, but that's one that's big enough. I think it would deserve like a whole episode, but like, like all kinds of yeah there's Stuff. there's more kink in I, I call it in the news but sometimes it's like a news outlet and sometimes it's just like one of those websites that publishes something about everything um but there's <laughs> probably a lot more than you might realize yeah so it's been it's fun kind of trying to uh, mm-hmm. finding it or coming across it okay. and then realizing i have opinions so mm-hmm. that's all i got you got anything else i'm good now that you've calmed lola the hell down yeah so that's it for us. I mm-hmm. hope this was interesting, sparked some thoughts, you know, gave you something to like want to go read and learn more about and figure out your own opinion on. Um, if you like this kind of thing, we would not do it like all the time, but if you like this kind of thing, let us know, comments, social media, mm-hmm. reply to newsletters, um, and we can do it more often. Um, and I think that's it. Are we good? I don't Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? You have been doing a lot of talking. Are are you sure you want to keep talking? I I mean, you know, I've got to look after you. I want to do whatever my daddy tells me that I'm going to (laughs) do. Okay, turn it around on me, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. 
I got nothing to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, if I were in your shoes, I would be a lot more careful because you know what's going to happen. Didn't happen before. It's going to happen after. It's a good thing I don't wear shoes. I know we have not done a recording yet for the spicy side of loving BDSM and I probably will pay for that because <laughs> I don't even I yeah. haven't even gotten a hint of what we're doing this week um, so I don't know but yeah I really I don't I was telling um YouTube folks during what we call the butt rub podcast <laughs> listeners if you didn't know that yet we have we have a butt rub section um it's the warm-up okay before we get into the episode um had to do the mom thing and take the youngest to the pediatrician today for an annual he's he's mm-hmm, fine mm-hmm. um he's growing like a weed um Everybody was like, he is so tall. And poor thing, he was just, he was already feeling awkward. He knew a certain part of the exam that was coming up and he was dreading it. Also, he's around people he doesn't know and recognize. And he's just, he didn't want to answer any questions. And everybody's just exclaiming over how tall he is. And I'm acting like a proud mom. Like I somehow contributed to that. I don't know. Um, He's like trying to curl up and like disappear. Um, But yeah, that was... That was my morning. I'm wearing what I, what the kids kind of think of as my mom uniform. I have these capri pants (laughs) that I purchased from Sam's Club. Thank you very much. Um, I think they were like $8 at the time. Um, And I tend to wear those instead of like my shorts that I usually wear. I wear those in like either a t-shirt or I don't own blouses, but like a t-shirt without uh, words on it. I didn't have any of those that were clean. and that's like my going out outfit. You know, I'm mom's out there on mom business if I dress this way. So I'm still dressed that way. And it feels very strange because this is my mom outfit while I do my kink shit. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just work. The, the cats are good. The dog is good. I got nothing. We're about to go into a uh, week-long band parent extravaganza. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Sunday is a concert for the 17-year-old. Tuesday is a concert for the 17-year-old. Thursday yep. is a concert for the 13-year-old. <sighs> so, Well, we, we do have one thing that happened yesterday. It was kind of a whirlwind thing that happened yesterday. But um, looks like we're going to be um in fort lauderdale that's right how did i forget that i, I just know. paid the money right 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 we're going to fort lauderdale in yeah. june thanks to uh, a, a a cricket um sent me some information on a on an event that that's coming up in june mm-hmm. and um looks like we will be vending there yep yep mm-hmm. it's a uh looks, sounds like a fairly small um show there's 12 vendors in total mm-hmm. um it's called beg barter or buy so it's not just b-u-y buy not buy as a bisexual um (laughs) although that's fine um where people can come and bring what they have whether it's kink gear that they no longer want and they're willing to trade or sell or professional vendors like us who have a shop and whatever um we we were debating on whether to do it and it's like to do that kind of stuff 
stars have to align. So it has to be on a day right. when we can. This is on a Sunday. Um, we have to know what we're going to do with the 13-year-old. Well, we talked to the 17-year-old, and I was like, would you be willing to request a day off of work to be here so he's not alone? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm happy to do it. Then we were like, okay, our RAV, uh, the car we drive, our RAV4, paid off. It's why we drive it, but it's... We don't want to take it for a five or six hour drive. It, it's showing its age. It's, it is. It's, it's great for around town or, or little short trips. But, but um, we don't you know. So then we were like, okay, what kind, what is the cost for a rental? And then that was a crazy good deal because we had to get an SUV because it has to be able to hold all our shit. So no economy car is going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, we maybe could make it work, but we didn't want to. So that was an amazing price. So I booked it and yeah. locked in the price. And then we were like, okay, but will you accept us? We're not local. I gave I uh, gave too much information. And I said at the end, I <laughs> told you all of this about who we are. You know, we're the kinkery. Here's who we are in FetLife. Oh, we, we co-host um, Loving BDSM, the podcast. Like, I was like, I say all of that to show you that we're legit and give you info if you would like to vet us because we are not local. And I'm, I get it if you'd be like, no, thank you. Um, and was like yeah yeah here pay your money you're good so i paid the money this morning yep waiting on confirmation that they got it and that they're we weren't too late um and so we're going to fort lauderdale yeah yeah yep so so we got that going on i've uh i'm I'm not going to give too many details about it right now um I I am wor- been working on a little mm. side project. I think we're buffering. Up, oh, we are. <gasps> Hang on. Um, you you do the button. Oh, oh we're in yeah. the red. What the fuck? Yep. Okay. No. Nope. So for podcast listeners, you're good. You've heard all of that. But the poor YouTube folks, we're buffering for right. them. So, okay. Hang on. Yeah, I can't finish your story for you, so. No, nope, I know. But yeah, that's that stuff that we've got uh we've got going on. It's fun and exciting, but now we have to like make all the product for it. Right. So we got to hustle. And then it's like a 4 or 5 hour drive down there from where we are. Mhm. And so it's a long, long day. Oh. <sighs> So sorry, y'all, for the the pause on the podcast end. We have the red square of death on our internet yeah. connection, and that's no bueno. And and yeah, someone pointed out in the chat. I was just uh, pointing, you know, talking about how good everything had been working out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and yet the numbers here show good. So is it maybe a connection thing? Oh. I don't know. Um, keep an eye on that for a second. I'm looking at the red box. Sorry, podcast listeners. If you nope out of this, you're, it's fine. I totally get it. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is to say though. Cause I don't, we just don't have a lot. Like we have said, I think every week for ages, we are just working and doing our thing. Yeah. Um, getting ready for the 17 year old to graduate um his last day of school is i think the 18th and then like 10 days later nine days later something like that he graduates so i'm ready for the end of the school year so everybody can get a break 
So we're still showing, we're still showing red. But I, I don't see anything. I don't know. I don't know I, what's I happening. I honestly don't know. Um, so I guess we're going to officially end it yep. here. Sorry for, I don't know if on the YouTube side, eventually everything will catch, catch up, up Yeah. when the live stream like becomes a video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for podcast listeners, yeah. last few minutes were probably very boring. Sorry anyway, about that. Anyway, for the, for the podcast folks, um, yeah, I've been working on a little side project that I started on a week ago mm-hmm. and, um, I'll, I'll talk more about it as it progresses yep. and uh, probably be talking about it what, first when I'm ready in Discord. Yeah. And and sharing that with some of the Discord folks to get um, to get some feedback there first. Yeah. But it's uh, not kink related. No, it's very <laughs> vanilla. Yep. Which that's not a problem. Yeah. No. So, all right. I guess we're going to go now. I guess we're going to go now. Um, But yeah, podcast listeners, uh, thanks for sticking with us to Mm -hmm. the bitter end. Uh, If you're on YouTube and this part actually shows up at some point, that'll be a miracle. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, Thanks for for being here with us, being proud crickets. Uh, We appreciate y'all so much. Appreciate y'all. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.